Welcome to Damn Fine Commentary, the internet's only Twin Peaks podcast with a real-life Dave and Lynch. In this series, we'll be reviewing and chatting about each of the 18 parts of Twin Peaks Season 3. So as they say in the Black Lodge... Here we are again. It's Twin Peaks Return. It's part 16. We are literally... Literally one week away from the finale. It's freaking me out. Oh, my name's Phil Willis. I'm Nav Prasad. And I'm Stephen Lewis Severson. <laughs> the third. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, the excitement is palpable. The, uh, the conversation is lively around the table because we are literally less than a week away from the finale and we will never see any more Twin Peaks again. Unless Nav- it's a season four, of course. Oh. Are you thinking that's possible? Kyle McLaughlin answered a question from internet people. Yeah, he did a Twitter. He did a Twitter Q and A. Q and A. That's week, right. Yeah. And he, they, someone asked him about the suit, and he said, "No, like, did you get to keep the suit?" And he said, "No, no, no. I'd love to have kept the suit, but I had to put it away. Uh, it's gone back into the archives to be pulled out again. Maybe if we're lucky. Who knows? Fingers crossed. In twenty-five years' time." So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he still fits the, the suit. Um, no, no, well, oh, I think the suit might be a bit too big. For what could they stage. possibly? We've already, like, let's just not, let's not even go there. Game of Thrones, we're not going to see any more Game of Thrones until 2019. Yeah. And if you're listening on the internet, and it's now, we've posted. As opposed to listening on your telephone. <laughs> no, no, well, they could be listening by their holographic headsets for oh, all yeah. I know. Like, um, yeah, like, we're, we're recording this for, <laughs> for posterity, <laughs> and uh, we're recording this. Uh, it is the 30th of August, uh, 2017, in the year of our Lord. Uh, but if you're listening to this in a date that's not that, maybe you already have the answers to this. But for us, we are in the dark. We don't know if there's going to be a season four or a season whatever. Yeah, we sure as heck don't know that there's a season four. I know there's heaps of people on the internet that are, like, begging for it. I know there was some sort of petition that was going around mm. online for a season four. But And I know that um, we mentioned it before, Kimmy Robertson, who plays Lucy replied to some some Twitter some Twitter conversation around, you know, sign please sign the petition. We'd love to come back and probably because she hasn't had an acting job for twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. But you know, we I, we talked about this quite a while ago. I really do think it's just about what does the story need. Mm. That's right, I agree. And right. there is a final dossier coming out, so the title in and of itself maybe signals at least how Mark Frost is thinking about things. Yeah. I think that we've got to take the the good with the bad, and if we're if we're saying no, we've got to go on the journey that Frost and Lynch want to take us, and you've got to follow their vision and everything else. If their vision is this is a complete story, uh, then we don't get to dictate. Uh, bring it back for, exactly. for shits and giggles. And as much as I'm going to bitch and moan about it when we record um, part seventeen and eighteen, I kind of do want to feel to be left wanting more. I think that's true. I think that's true. We want all our questions answered. We want all everything tied in a bow. And every David Lynch project we've ever seen (laughs) 
has never ended in that way. No. Firewalk with me never ended in that way. Um, honestly, you could look at any Mulholland Drive, never ended. Like, there's like not... Like an Eraserhead didn't even no, start that. There's <laughs> not one single... And where does the straight story figure in all of this? <laughs> oh, yeah, that pretty much... Starts in one place, ends in another. <laughs> that's, a, that's a loose end tied up in yeah. yours, Actually, speaking of um, things coming to an end, it's actually another milestone this week. It's the 25th anniversary of Firewalk with me. Yes, yeah, the first release. That's true. Um, which was much more but I, I guess in honour of its silver jubilee, mm. The Atlantic has written a, a review of Firewalk With Me and I think it's probably more favourable than the one it would have written 25 years ago. I, well, I think that's the thing, is that uh, this thing has lived on in history and has uh, its legacy is better than what it was at the time. At the yeah. time, I took my... Oh, here we go. I, do, I took my then-girlfriend <laughs> at the time uh, to see Firewalk With Me and she was a Twin Peaks fan and she said at the end of it, why did you take me to this smut? It was filth. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was outrageous because it was so, it, tonally, it was so different from the TV show because it was the difference between showing an R-rated movie and uh, showing a PG or an M-rated yeah. TV mm. show. Like, uh, and tonally and in all other ways, uh, thematically, it was utterly different from yeah. the TV show. People going back to the film now... Uh, now that they've been retrained as a result of season three, I think they'll find it way less jarring than, yeah. than at the time. Yeah, and, and, and look, even I've done had the yeah. same thing. I so I watched it when it came out, and I was working in Video Easy and Foster. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those who like, are listening to this, twenty five years from now, Video Easy <laughs> <laughs> and Foster was a town. Yeah, that's right. Before the nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> that's yes. right. But, and so I thought one way. Um, I liked. There were bits I liked about it because even then I liked everything. Yeah, there but, was still mm. that down home quality that but I know, the series had. But yeah, yeah I mean, not a lot of people that didn't. And then when I revisited it last year, mm. I was still. I was like, oh, there are so many bits that just feel off. I liked the Chet Desmond stuff less than I did first time round. Yes, okay. um, but then watching it again I think I've this gone year, the other way, yeah. of yeah. I, like all of it, I just um, this huge appreciation for yeah. that I never had before. And look, you know, we'll talk about this off air, but one of the things that we might consider doing is um, doing a podcast about Firewalk with Me and the deleted scenes together, given that it contains everything that we. We know so much more now. Why don't we rewatch the whole bloody thing now? Well, no, let's. We've got to have limits. That's. I mean, that is the big difference. Is the the what you can get away with in a in a feature film that you screen in a cinema than what you could put on network television mm. back in the late late eighties, early nineties. I mean, that's a big thing. Um, the, the Simpsons thought it was daring to say, "Don't have a cow, man." Like you know, that's how like that's how daring. Yeah, that was groundbreaking television. That was how, that was our groundbreaking television was in in that era. And now we've got people it. calling their grandmother a cunt. Yes, thank you, Game of Thrones. Oh, on, yeah. thank you, Richard Horn. Oh yes, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Look, why don't we get into it? Dave Bluestein, tell us what have we just seen in Twin Peaks: The Return, Part Sixteen. Bad Coop and Richard Horn get to the location of Ray's coordinates and it's a big old rock. Bad Coop sends Richard up to check it out and he explodes into sparks. It was a trap. Oh, Richard. Jerry Horn, still stoned, has stumbled out of the woods and sees the whole thing from the wrong end of his binoculars and he's pretty convinced it's his fault. Oh, Jerry. Bad Coop texts smiley face all to someone, probably Diane, and says, goodbye, my son, which means, guys, we finally got a definitive answer about something. 
Dougie Coop is in a hospital bed in a coma, which, to be honest, he has been for like 14 episodes now. His family are there. Mullins arrives along with the Mitchums, but they go off to get food for the Joneses. Because if there's one thing casino owners know, it's how to look out for a family when their breadwinner is wiped out after sticking something in a slot. Janie E takes Sunny Jim to the loo. Mullins gets a call from the office about FBI agents looking for Dougie. Meanwhile, Hutch and Chantal have been staking out Dougie's place in their van. The Las Vegas FBI arrived and they leave looking for Dougie, then come back. The Mitchums arrive with food, then a Polish accountant turns up wanting to get into his driveway, and all hell breaks loose. He nudges Hutch and Chantal's van with his car. Chantal opens fire. The accountant comes back with an Uzi and kills them both. The FBI arrests the accountant, and the Hutch's van clutches fire while the Mitchums watch in horror. All of this puts Rodney being hit in the face with a fly swat into some perspective. Mullins wanders off, leaving Cooper alone. Mike appears to Cooper as he wakes up, and it's Cooper! He's awake! 100%! Mike tells Cooper that his doppelganger did not return to the lodge and gives him the ring. Literally the ring, that's not a metaphor. Cooper asks Mike to make another Dougie Jones, and Mike gets it. We all do, Mike. We all do. Janie E, Sonny Jim, and Mullins come back. Cooper tells him that he's leaving the hospital. He borrows Mullins' gun and gives him a message for Cole and asks him to get the Mitchums to go to the casino, that he needs their plane to get to Spokane. Cooper leaves with the Jones family just as the shouty FBI men arrive at the hospital. Oh, nuts. At the hotel bar in Buckhorn, Diane gets bad Cooper's text. She looks a little stressed, but sends back coordinates from Ruth Davenport's arm. She then checks her handbag for a gun before walking off to meet Gordon, Albert and Tammy. Diane tells them the rest of the information about the night she last saw Cooper almost 25 years ago. She confirms that he raped her, that he took her to a place we now know as the Dutchman's. And Diane then gets very upset, saying, I'm not me and I'm in the sheriff's station before drawing her gun and getting shot by Albert and Tammy. She then screams and is yanked away to the blank lodge room where she says, fuck you to Mike, before cracking apart into smoke and a golden seed. Dulpers are real. Meanwhile, everyone's finally twigged that Dougie's acting a little differently now because he's actually functioning like a human being. Hashtag slow clap. He tells Janie E and Sonny Jim that he has to go, but my heart is so full and Dougie, I mean I, will be back. Janie E, who has probably realised he's not Dougie, kisses him goodbye anyway and his amazing pecs before heading off to Spokane with the Mitchums in their hearts of gold. Audrey and Charlie get to the roadhouse, then the MC announces Audrey's dance, and the floor empties so she can do a famous floaty dance. Someone starts a fight, Audrey runs to Charlie asking for help, and she's in a white room all dishevelled, looking in a mirror. There's backward music in the air. I have no doubt we'll find out exactly what that's all about next week. And on that note, that's all for episode 16. There we go, we're all caught up. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. This was a freaking good mm. episode. Wow. Um. I've been on a high the last three weeks. It's just been getting more and more and more. Yeah, I've only just stopped weeping from joy. My stiffy's only just gone. Back. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to say that. Didn't oh, my, I've, it's something I've, I really I've, don't want to. And this is two days later. It's not like we've. <laughs> That's right. Well, the, the, the last episode, Cooper said, "Get in the car. I'll tell you all about it on the drive." Cooper and Richard don't say a goddamn thing in the whole thing. Well, as far as we know, I mean, it's quite possible that they've done all their talking and we're just not privy to it. That'd be great. So we don't have to relive it all because we've seen it. (laughs) I know. This is episode 16. (laughs) I feel like it would have got in the car, starts driving off. He was like... So tell me about Shut the Fuck Up. It's just like four hours or Or just bang. (laughs) Are you my daddy? Shut up. I'll tell you later. I know, I know. I I must admit, I'm really pleased that David Lynch spared us the exposition because he's Mm. gone a little bit heavy on it in other places. Yeah. He plays all his exposition cards on Harry. <laughs> <laughs> How is Harry Truman? Is he, is he still he's still all right? Harry Truman yeah, is he all right? I, I think he's in he, doctor's care. I was going to say oh, he's in the it? hands of the doctors yeah, now. Well, <laughs> fingers fingers crossed, Harry. That's fingers exactly crossed. right. Um, I love that it started with that lost highway style. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's such a good recurring motif for Bad Coop. Oh, it's fabulous, and oh, it's also a great David Lynch motif. Yeah, to be yeah. honest. Um, but yes, I mean. 
you know, and Coop, Bad Coop clearly is still on with the technology. He's got his phone, which is a GPS, and pu- public service announcement, don't look at your phone while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Coop says to Richard that three people have given him coordinates and only two match. Yeah, I've... I'm, I'm trying to work through that. trying to work through that too. So Ray gave him coordinates. Yep. And Philip Diane, Jeffries gave him Philip, Okay, I think the third person may be Diane. We'll talk about it a little bit later because I have a feeling that one of the scenes with Diane may have been played out of sequence or shown out of sequence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I'm presuming that it's, it's Ray, Jeffries and Diane. And But Ray says, I'll give you the coordinates, but would you believe it if I gave him to you? So there's number one, yeah. there's plenty of some doubt. Number two, he meets... Which is strange. If you want him to, like, not doubt... If you, <laughs> yeah. if you want him to, to not doubt you when what you're about to give him is going to be fake, yeah. why are you saying, oh, I could be lying, I could be yeah, lying, I'm not going to give know. it to you. Here they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we've got Teapot Jeffries who gives <laughs> yeah. some... Is that some it? That's his blues name. That's yeah. it. That's the Blue Rose name that he's got. Yeah, that's his undercover name. Um, and, and who doesn't believe uh, coordinates that appear out of steam from a teapot... Uh, in in your face. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And look, we'll but, talk. But I think we'll we should we'll talk about Diane. Actually, let's talk about Diane now. Yeah. So there's that scene in the the Mayfair, Mayfair Hotel in Buckhorn. Diane sitting at the bar. It's the middle of the day. She's drinking spirits. Who knew? Um, and this is you mean the the scene in this episode in, this, in part yeah. sixteen? Yes. Yep. And she um, finally remembers, and she t- actually types in the coordinates into her phone into yep. as a text message, and she says, "I hope this works." But are you thinking that that was done earlier? I feel it was done earlier. But, but don't we see when she types that in, uh, we, we see that go directly underneath the text message of smiley face all. Well, it's really it, interesting. But. So um, time stamping, is really, I think, is really interesting here. So when Bad Coop sends the text message, it's 2.05 in the morning. It's not, it's not delivered. It's not delivered. Yep. Yeah. When Diane gets the text message... the. Th- well, the first time we see Diane receive that text message, and I'm just flicking through my notes, but it's um, three. Uh, sorry, it's it's four thirty one, which is close to four thirty p.m. Numbers four thirty is a yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. number yeah. in episode one, part one. Yeah, and then she actually, when she's with Coop just before she wishes away, she um, looks at the text message again, but the timestamp is different. <laughs> it's three fifty p.m. Wait. Oh my. Are you talking about when she's with Gordon Cole yeah. and Tammy? Now, and... Yeah. One of those is an iMessage and one is a text message because I checked that as well. I'm not trying the rabbit hole we are. Oh, my God. But only because I, I, I thought, well, actually, that, that is something that they can do. You know where you, it's, you, you get a message and then three hours later you get the other version? Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's... I'm pretty know. sure once the message is delivered, it's delivered once. It just could be as a text message or no, an iMessage. My phone does that. I get I get the, the little green one, and then, and then you get the later, blue on, one later. later on, I see the little blue rose. Yeah, get a little blue rose. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, so oh, God. That, that made in any case that made me think, and also the other thing that made me think that maybe Diane, that scene was not played in the right chronological sequence. It's, it's as Diane is, she's her face. She at one point she gets a um. A text that arrives at four thirty or four thirty one. Diane's face shows fear. Then she says, "I remember, oh Coop, I remember." She types in those coordinates, which are the same coordinates as the ones that were in Ruth Davenport's arm, and she says, "I hope this works." To me, that seems like Diane was trying to send Coop, a bad Coop, a decoy, or send him away from where he was meant to be going. It seems like a trap, and 
Um, but I don't know if I agree that uh, that what she sent him in in the episode we've just seen is a scene that we've seen out of sequence. Just because that that smiley face all has definitely come before she sent through those coordinates. So that so whenever whatever the deal with the time stamp, uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, definitely yeah, sent okay. that all after right. Richard's yeah, time. So but but by the same token, he says. I've been given three sets of coordinates. Well, someone has given We've never him, seen yeah. Diane do it on screen. But, That's right. But we've seen her try and remember. One thing that she did do when she... When, remember when she was doing yeah, the... Yeah, she was reading, she was reading off reading, the photo. And then she finishes with plus two. That's coordinates plus two. Yeah. And yeah. I'm wondering now, now that we... The only bits of information that we definitely know are that someone gave him... A third person gave him coordinates mm. and those coordinates are different to the other two sets. Yep. Yep. Is it possible that the coordinates she gave were she added to even Altered. then? Well, yeah. coordinates or, plus two takes you to Twin Peaks. We know that because um, she put coordinates plus two into her phone GPS, into a map, and yeah. it, it showed Twin Peaks. I suspect all will be revealed. I think <laughs> so, where's the, so if Cooper is not meant to be on top of a rock being electrocuted, yeah. He's, he I, needs to be in the sheriff's office. Yes. Sorry, sorry, we don't know that for sure, but that's what I'm... That's where everything's pointing, right? Diane's in the sheriff's... Sorry, we're talking about this out of sequence. Diane's in the sheriff's office. We've seen that vision image that that Andy was shown last part of him leading Lucy into, I presume, what's going to be the the waiting room, the reception area of the sheriff's office. Mm. Yes, it's the waiting room. It is the waiting room. I know. Nido is in the sheriff's office. Yes, yes, yes. One-armed Freddy or... You know, one punch Freddy's in one there. One punch Freddy's Freddy. in the in the sheriff's in the cells. Everything is pointing to and and, red, and, and redneck jewel cup is in the the what do, no <laughs> that's what I'm calling the guy that just sort of redneck, redneck, redneck oh, jewel cup. So he's not nice. your jewel I like cup, it. But he's just sitting there with cup. his Billy. big jewel coming out, just like oh. yeah. So anyway, oh, Billy, I mean, that's every, right. every, yeah. and and clearly, and we'll talk about this later. Cooper and the Mitchums are heading to Twin yeah, Peaks. Yeah. I'm so excited the Mitchums. In a second I'm private excited, jet. Yeah. Thank God for private jets. The FBI's got a yeah, private jet. Right. The friggin' Mitchums got yeah, a private they jet. They all arrive at the same time. Whoosh. High five. Yeah, yeah that's right. I expect that the Mitchums would have a private jet. Yeah. Would you? I don't know. 30 million hey, bucks. Only, they just got 30 million bucks. Exactly. There's only one person at this table who's flown on a, flown on a private jet. That is correct. And it's not me, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, it is not me. Um, I think, though, and I, I don't disagree that she's sent him to the sheriff's station, but I wonder if the where the coordinates are, are sent or, or should send him is top of Lupine Mountain, where that mother Where the listening symbol post is. is. Where the mother symbol is. So yeah. I think the listening post might be on the other mountain, and oh, this no. one is the one where underneath that moon no. is the sign for... No, because in the secret history of Twin Peaks... Briggs's listing post is at Blue Pine Mountain. Oh, maybe I'm saying the wrong mountain name. You're thinking of Whitetail Peak. <laughs> Whitetail Peak, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the the bit where the mother symbol is, yep. that Hawk says, well, let's not ever... Let's not just... Let's not, you don't want to know because, about that. Yeah, you don't want to know about that because it sounds really important. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's where the coordinates may lead. The, the other... The other. Well, the sheriff's station is at the base of Whitetail Peak. Oh, well, so there you go. They're right on... Uh, latitude and longitude, but not necessarily altitude. <laughs> oh, nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Look at you. They're above the convenience store. How about that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, okay. 
Let's go back to let's the the bits with Richard to and the, to Cooper. the mound with the stone. The mound with the stone. I uh, so there was a lot that I loved about this scene, um, particularly um, the way that they made the reveal of Coop being Richard Horn's son, which obviously you mean the other way around. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh my god! Clearly, you didn't get what David Lynch was saying, right. guys. Time is a flat circle, yeah. man. He fathered um, his own father. But the way that he fun. said, "I'm 25 years your senior," I yeah. thought that was beautiful. And I've seen people on the internet for some reason not saying, "Oh, that's a continuity error." There's no way what? that can But it just huh? seems so clear. Like really? that bad coop was born. And about three, like on this earth, mm. and about three days later, he made that visit to Audrey yeah, in yeah. the hospital. And let's not say too much about it, <laughs> other than fucking hell. Yeah, really? Dude. Come on. Yeah. Stop, stop raping people. Yeah, that's right. I guess she's not. Well, well, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Now, you know, I guess she's still a not in a. If she was managed to give birth, well, this is to Richard, presumably she's not still in a coma. Let's get to that. Right now, there's a Venn diagram of, of logic that needs to the get. The thing that I absolutely love in all of this is the way that Lynch has interspersed Jerry's emergence from the forest. <laughs> um, yes. Witness, and witnessing this scene through his bad binoculars, the wrong bad way. Binoculars. Bad, bad, bad binoculars. The wrong way. No around. biscuit. Um, I just, I just think it's fabulous. I mean, he is. Only, I mean, in some total, Jerry's probably only been in, you know, season three for, let's just call it ten minutes. Yeah. But it's been ten minutes of absolute gold. Yeah. From that first appearance back at the start when I was bitching about it being in a long shot and yeah. I didn't really feel the Ben and Jerry relationship the, the way that it was first around. Jerry's just been freaking gold from that moment <laughs> He on. has been great. And the idea that it hasn't just been... For comic effect at the end. I mean, well, even then, even in this scene, it was still comic effect, but there are, he is brushed up against the main plot. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he is a witness to the main event, yeah. yeah. And to the, the murder of his own... His great-nephew. Great-nephew. Um, but it's just, it was just fabulous. I mean, look, there is... Great? A, he was shit. He was <laughs> totally he shit. He was great. I mean, look, it's a bit... Uh, I know that some people have commented about how, you know, it's, maybe it was a bit of a lost opportunity to dispense with Richard in that way. Um, but to be honest, I kind of feel like he had fulfilled his purpose. Yeah, I agree. And going back to what you said before, now that this is, this feels like a very complete piece of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the first two seasons and any show that uh, back in the day was intended to be yeah. uh, ongoing infinitely, really, they couldn't make, they couldn't make those sorts of decisions yeah. with any characters. Uh, whereas this, we've gone on a journey and seen the shitty things he's done yeah. and maybe he could have gone on and done, had lots of other things to do, but the yeah. the, the way it turned out, no, nah, he met the yeah. wrong guy at the wrong time yeah. and he got fucked. Yeah. 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 yeah, and look, I mean, as, as much as, you know, a few parts ago we talked about all these new characters that have been named that we've not seen and are we ever going to see them because we're really running out of time, I think, Lynch, you know, they've also been dispensing with characters that are no longer necessary to the story. So, yeah. you know, Ray's gone... We'll talk in a sec about Chantel and Hutch mm-hmm. going, Richard's gone. Um, I think it's actually been quite a good way of dealing with characters that have fulfilled their purpose. Mm. Yep. And uh, I think and I think, knowing that we've only got two hours of this left to go, <laughs> there, are, there are people that we wish had a 
more significant farewell sure. than Dick Horn. And, and I think look, he was a lightning rod and he got what literally, he deserved. Literally, and he got what he deserved. And I think we're happy to see that. Having said that, I don't, I don't know if we can say the same for, let's say, Red. Yeah. Are we going to see the same yeah. sort of uh, comeuppance for Red or is he just disappearing to the sunset? Like, there are a lot of yeah. characters that we would like to see yeah, uh, experience their full circle and... Time's a ticking. Dude, we've only got two hours. What's yeah. happened to Miriam? And like I, mean, I said... Miriam, oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. He could make one of those two hours be another episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> True. It'd be the best fuck you. Like, think about how much of a fuck you oh the God. final episode of season two was at the time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if he does another fuck you on us. <laughs> Like that. Yeah, wow. Where there's like 14 people in a hospital, 12 are in a coma, someone got blown up in a bank, uh, someone got possessed by a demon. Like, oh. like but just just the way that the, that 25 minutes of that 45 minutes was in the Black Lodge with not just yeah. a friendly little dwarf speaking backwards, but some horrifically scary stuff. Oh, and yeah. Meanwhile, and the sign language yep. and the, yep. the the singer in the background. So there was so much crazy stuff happening then and that was the idea of a finale. Mm. Um, that that felt like just a massive fuck you. But also, like, well, let's go in the other direction. So there was all of that weirdness and terrifying horror, I guess you could call it horror, um, but then there was also the banality of you'd spend 20 minutes on a scene where an elderly bank employee <laughs> shuffles from one end of the room to the other, realises he's forgotten his keys, he goes back and picks up the keys and it's goes to the other end of the room. All over again. Oh, that tension between high intensity, like properly it's shit your pants yeah. thrills where you can't sleep at yeah. night um, yeah. and <laughs> these drawn out ridiculous scenes. So, so let's just say that that was... This is that, our prediction. That, was, what's that was him finishing a show that he thought probably wasn't coming back but maybe would. Yeah. <laughs> this is, we are coming up to his final, the final card for him to play where if he wants to just destroy us, yeah. he can. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Look, I think there's a couple of things that are different. Number one is he's not making this for network television. Yeah. So, you know, if there is, hopefully there's no one for him to say fuck you too. Yes. Um, but secondly, you know, we've got two hours left. So that's actually a motion picture. Really? <laughs> Stop saying we've got two hours left. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, uh, I've, you know anyway, I, I've been moaning about this for, for a while now. But So we, we still actually, that's actually quite a lot of time. In not for David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm well, worried. What, no, but what he's shown us is that even though he's had these really slong, drawn-out episodes mm. where we think yeah. nothing has happened, in the last couple of parts, he's been efficient, man. Yeah. He's bang, bang, bang. There he's dealing with shit. Not yeah. a single part of this particular episode it's that dense. that wasn't really important stuff. Yep. And, and, like, and even the Chantal and Hutch stuff, like if not important to the overall plot, was like I say, it was dense. It was yeah. it was an action packed scene that was funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I like to I like the fact that you know David Lynch feels that there is a place in these amazing stories for accountants and actuaries. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the Polish accountant. Let's get to at least um, Chantel and Hutch and uh, cheese twists. I mean, she's still eating those cheese twists. No, but she's run out. I think that's she's, what... She's coming close. Oh, yes. that's what tips her over the edge, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We see that later, though. Like, she, you can... But, but yeah, she, I've got she gets, to, she I gets got to say about She's that. getting we'll pretty hangry. <laughs> she's got the hanger. She's got the hanger. Uh, and, but, you know, and then, of course, it's actually quite common. They've pulled up outside. Then the two FBI cars pull up outside, and it's kind of like a, huh, what the? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Um, but just 
Randall Headley, like the head of the, you know, oh, yeah. Special Agent Randall Headley, his disproportionate responses to Wilson's poor, poor seeming incompetence. Wilson. Oh, my Wilson! God. Just make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see a spin off of this with him. Headley and Wilson. Ca- <laughs> cast away. You've <laughs> <laughs> got a volleyball. Damn it, Wilson! Oh, Wilson! <sighs> but all of this is a prelude to possibly the thing that we've all been waiting for. Have we? And so clo- it comes so close to this next scene and it was still not quite there. Who's yeah. that? Chantel and Hutch shooting Dougie? No. What? The coma. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, I thought you were, I thought you were putting one on there, but you're actually like, oh, yeah, the re-emergence of Dark River is something that maybe somebody would have got excited about. No, no. Oh, no, I've long since, like, hey, Cooper, yeah. he's fucking dead to me. The, um, <laughs> no, but, no, can I just say, when I saw, I don't know, what was your reaction to Cooper in the coma? When I saw Cooper in the coma, I just went, fuck, we are never going to see Cooper again. Like, that's pretty <laughs> much like the, like, Cooper in a coma... I just thought, nah, nah, okay, right. It's it's bad enough that he was Dougie. At least when he was Dougie, he could talk a little bit. But uh, Cooper in a coma, I just thought, no, 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 we're never going to see Cooper again. That's it. I was optimistic from the start. I thought maybe he could mess with us for another episode or so, but surely not. Surely, no. I knew is, I knew his, this was the episode return. that he was yeah. coming back, and I thought, hey, for a guy in a coma, he looks pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. There you go. His vital his signs vitals, were good. That's exactly right. <laughs> as as, as three people said in that, um, they confirmed that it. Now, weirdly enough, my favourite part of that that little prelude scene before he he comes back, because we we go back and forth before before um, we have Coop's return. Mm. Um, my favourite part from the early stage was just seeing Bushnell Mullins outside of the office. Just went from like back in those early Dougie days where it all felt a little bit not not cliched, but uh, we didn't know where it was going or why, mm. and he was just the grumpy boss. And then he was the grumpy boss who's sort of being won over. But now he's he's part of the family. I know. You yeah. yeah. just nice. want to give him a little cuddle like yeah. he's a granddad or something. Yeah. Oh, I also quite liked, you know, I kind of like Janie E in this, yeah. actually. Um, and, actually. And we'll talk about Sonny Jim in, in a bit more detail a bit later. But um, just that sort of family vignette of yeah. the, them sitting by the bedside. And then Janie, in all her practicality, when Bushnell says, you know, his, his vitals are looking good. When people go into coma, sometimes they stay there for years. <laughs> that, yeah. See, that is the bit I that... I thought that was signposting. <sighs> but yeah. see, that's the bit... Oh yeah, well, we can talk about that later. But, like, that's the bit that I remember thinking... Uh, I already lost hope that we're never going to see Cooper. At this point, like, we're at friggin' part 16 of 18... We still haven't seen Cooper. I'm thinking, like, we're never going to see Cooper. And then he says, like, you know, sometimes these co- these comas, they can last and a really I long think, time. And I thought, oh, you son And of a I bitch. think you played into Lynch's hands. I did. Oh, yeah. Again. But I also wonder, well, there's a little bit of a signpost about Audrey as well. Because, you mm. know, people aren't quite sure whether she had got, come out of the coma. We yeah. Certainly, the series has not given us any indication, really. Mm. Um, no certainty. Yeah, certainly. There's no certainty. That's right. Yes. So I just wonder if there was a bit of a, a signpost. Mm. Yeah. For, with Janie E, though, I think I, I agree she was she was lovely here. And, a, a, again, I guess maybe I've been thinking back to the reactions we've had throughout the series as we I've, get to I've the done, I've done an of, arc with her. Yeah. I really did not like her to yeah, start like with. And, that first experience we got with her, we just thought, ah, oh, another David Lynch shrew She was very, very brittle, yeah. But mm. she's that was 
one part of of mm. of her, and yep. she's also been capable the way that she yes. handled yeah. the uh, the gangster guys. Yep. and she's obviously loving and loyal. So really, she's been materialistic from what we. That's right. From what True. started off as a one dimensional, that's actually the real definition of she's three dimensional. She isn't just. Yeah, lovely and supportive. Sometimes she's shrewish. Yes. Sometimes she's a hot root. (laughs) (laughs) She'll make your arms flat like you're rumbling. Fuck arms now. (laughs) Flat, flat, flat. For those who can't see, the guys are just flapping their arms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's also raised a very smart young man, Sonny Jim. Yeah. First thing uh, he says is there's. Electricity have anything to do with the coma? Yeah. So, so he knows that well, electricity's really, got a yeah, part but, to play. Well, that, exactly. So I thought that was really interesting because uh, Janie very quickly tries to shut that down, and Bushnell says, "Well, hang on." It yeah. did in this, in this case, yeah. yeah, it did. So clearly, there is an awareness that there is something that go, that's gone on in his house. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the Mitchum brothers coming oh. in, and oh, are they just the? They're just good eggs. The they are. They're like the, they're they've like the, got hearts of gold. They're like the yeah, literally. They have hearts of gold. They're like the Country Women's Association. They come in with little pies. Yeah, they come yeah. in with little finger sandwiches and. And when they're shaking everyone's hands, when they're like, "Oh, this is the Mitchum brothers," Janie leaves Rod hanging, and he politely waits there with his hand. Oh wow! Well, well, I just love the fact that it's almost like they've forgotten that Coop's lying in yeah. the bed yeah. Yeah. while they're talking about the car and yeah. the gym set and food, and you got to eat. And they're like it. they're like the sort of. You know, prototypical Italian mothers. Oh, look at you! You're so thin. You must eat. Oh, come on, Sunny Jim. You must eat. Look Have at you. Have some finger food. Oh, this is a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah they, those guys are great. In a way, in a way that I'm not 100. percent Look, let's let's just go dark. Okay, so let's. There's the light side, and they're like, oh, let me stock your house and let me do that. Let's just go dark. Yeah, we've seen this sort of thing before. Yeah, we know. We, yeah, we know this can be hard. Um, can, can we do anything to help you? It makes me think that of the people that they've beaten up, whacked, smashed, <laughs> destroyed, uh, you know, beaten to a pulp, that, yeah, they've seen people in comas before. <laughs> and uh, to get the family back on side, sometimes you got to get a bit of finger sandwiches. Oh, look, that's, I just, no. I, I think that in this case, Dougie's their friend. Ever since the cherry pie, they love Dougie. They love Sonny Jim. I'm not saying they don't love Sonny Jim. I'm saying... These guys have got a pass. As as lovable as they are, let's not forget Mm. that they... They beat the shit out of that hotel manager for losing 427 They may may be incompetent as gangsters, but they still gave it a red-hot go. I'm with Dale Cooper. They're they're okay in my book. All right. They have a heart of gold. Well, you know, $30 million will do that for you. Back to uh, Chantal getting hangry. Hangrier and hangrier. Oh, God. I didn't want to repeat these phrases. <laughs> Hutch accuses her of being angry. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, I'm the woman. Let me, oh, let wait, me do it. Let's describe Phil's face now. He's trying to say this in part. My face is turned the uh, colour of a cheese cheese twist, I think. Yeah, your fa- yeah look, your face has turned the colour of a red rag to a bull. Yes. <laughs> the word rag being the operative word. Yes. So, I mean, look, you know, again, I, as a woman, I'm absolutely disappointed in Lynch for scripting this. I know it's meant to sound funny, but seriously, like just because a woman is a bit grumpy, it doesn't mean she's on the rag. Yes. No. Are you on the rag? Did she deal with it the, the way that she should, though? It's just like, fuck, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, just, like, That's exactly how I would have done it. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. But, but look, my, I was, I've written in my notes, must try harder, Lynch. No. And that's David Lynch. David, not me. Yes. Um, he, he's a man of his time. He's 71 years old. Um, yeah. Or is that Frost? Let's not blame Lynch. I blame Frost. <laughs> okay, you blame Frost. I blame... They both shoulder the blame here. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, look, this is this is a very Tarantino esque, uh, and we've talked about how these two characters, yeah, you know, it's like, a bit of a, a tip of the cap to Tarantino. They're yeah. the redneck Jules and Vincent. Every time I see these guys, um, in the same way that we've talked about the tone that shifts, and, and Mark uh, Mark Frost and David Lynch have managed to do this, the shift from comedic to dramatic to horror to suspense. But they also they're not just taking the genres uh, on a journey; they're also taking the the tone. And we've talked about um, Charlie and Audrey being mm. some sort of existential, mm. uh, weird drama sort of thing. Yeah. And every time Chantel and Hutch, it's it's uh, Tarantino. It's mm. uh, you know what do they call a Wendy's in uh, in France? So these guys have always been on that, and there's not one single thing about the dialogue that doesn't dissuade me of that. And then the action goes into Tarantino yeah, yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, what I really like about these, the way that these characters have been portrayed is, you know, I mean, look, these are these are hired assassins. They do unspeakable things. Um, Chantel likes to torture people. You know, you really should not like these characters. But yeah. the, the way that they've been portrayed, they're kind of like a microcosm within the broader series. And you get a sense of who they are through the banality of their conversation as they're basically staking out their next piece of prey yeah. um, and also it's very clear that Hutch is not the brains of the operation um, <laughs> and and that sort of dynamic is also real that it just makes them very, more interesting yeah. it would yeah. have been very easy to portray them in a two-dimensional sense but I, I feel that these are more, much more interesting people yeah so I felt more emotionally invested in them whilst finding the way that they died so spectacular and yet somewhat funny at the same time that Oh, I I landed very firmly on just funny. I thought that was the funniest thing I have seen in so long. Zawarski accounting said, I move car. <laughs> and the fact he's like, you're in my driveway, and they're like, we're, we're actually not, dude. And you never quite see, but you suspect that he could have fit into the driveway. Like, it's not... Oh, he totally could fit in the driveway. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, well, like, we live in Sydney. Like, parking is at a premium. I think that anyone's going to complain about the way I park. I just think, like, dude, if you can't park in that spot, fuck off to Perth. <laughs> yeah, but because... this is Lancelot Court. Oh, Lancelot Court. Very different, of course. But people are under a lot of stress. <laughs> they are. What the fuck kind of fuck neighbourhood is it? Yeah, I know. I suspect that the Polish accountant may not necessarily be an accountant. Oh, oh Maybe. Maybe. Maybe um, we, we're talking about the, the, yes, that's right. And and he had a second clip. Yeah, that he, he emptied one clip and grabbed the second clip. <laughs> he was ready to go a second go round. Yeah. Um, yes, I uh, in my original notes I wrote him down as Zawaski, uh, Russian accountant, and then I saw the credits and it said Polish accountant. So yeah. you know, that's right. They're racist. Not all, they're not all the same. Oh. Um, but I love just how the Mitchums just skulk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should put our guns away and go. And then the other thing I absolutely love was, you know, all this takes place. Wilson's watching it all. And it's <laughs> only when it comes to an end, two people are dead that he finally comes out. And, <laughs> and the Polish accountant is just so, so compliant. Yeah. After being a total badass bad for like yeah, know, yeah. three minutes. Yeah. He just puts his gun down. He's like, I'm going to comply. Puts his hands sure. up. I, well, I've got to have issue with that. So they call the police. They should have figured out. Who still in the in the truck in the van was still alive? Like, okay, so you've got this guy; he's dead to rights. He's put his gun down. Go and find out: is, is anyone still alive in the van? Like, they didn't. They didn't. Pri- Wilson! 
Final turn. Yeah. It, it is going to be. It is coming to a very slow stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I'm just wondering, as as a law enforcement officer, it feels like turning his back on a guy with a loaded Uzi machine pistol. He's like, <laughs> like it, I'll, I'll deal with you later. I just want to check the van. Right? Yeah, you know, is everything right? yeah. the guy. I, I think maybe some was some paint was spilled in the back here. Let me. Can I just have a look quick? Oh man, mm. you know, don't don't let all that sort of stuff get in the way of a great story. No, that's right. Um, well, this speaking is speaking of great stories. Oh. Cooper's back. Oh. The I don't even know where to start, but the, for the fact that I just cried and cried mm. and cried tears of joy. Yeah. Well, I'm on drugs to prevent that, but anyway. So <laughs> we, the big thing is, like, you can't do that while people are looking. So there's a little humming sound that gets Bushnell to get out of the and room. And it's very and similar to the humming that Ben heard in the Great North. Cooks, yeah. And the I thought the move that Bushnell made was very similar to the move that the one-armed man has made on many occasions in the Black Lodge where it almost looks like he's sort of walking yeah, along the Yeah, his movements room. were interesting, mm. were yeah. they? they kind of like his standard. Although he's got some funny kind of, you know, ways of walking. He's We've seen some, it in other scenes as well. He's, he's, got, a, he's got an interesting gait. He's yeah. boxing. He's got this boxing pass. Mm. That's exactly his pugilistic past. Cooper is back and he's 100%. He is. Now, the, <laughs> this is a, a, a tip of the hat to how totally he came back. After 14 episodes of us just seeing him catatonic, <laughs> when he came back, he was so immediately on that I was like, oh, he's back to full capacity very quickly. Yes. And then, then I was like, what am I saying? <laughs> it's been 17 weeks of I nothing. I know, I know. <laughs> but he was back and, yeah, he is 100%. The, he, was, he sits up, he's decisive, he rips that tube out of his mouth. And it was so true to the way the character's always been. He's like, come over here, nurse. Check my vitals. I think you will find that they are A-OK. The thing that I loved in all of this was yeah. the one-armed man basically said what we've been sat all wanted to say. You are awake. Yeah. Finally. Finally. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Yes. Did you know know that the uh, nurse, did you see what the the little casting uh, Do you mean the nurse or the doctor? The nurse, the, uh, or was it the, do- the, doctor, the doctor? The doctor that came in and checked his, his vitals. Being yeah. the same one who was Louis in the Great Northern? Yes. The hotel manager in season two? Of- yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And she's yeah. all sort of peppy and eager to please. In yeah, 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 that's the yes. one. That's the same actress. Same, same actress. actress. Oh, there you go. We've got a, I've got a photo of it here. Enough, this is- yeah. Oh, oh well, like yes, yes, yes. Now yeah. that we've seen it. All right, well, that's going up on the website. If yeah. you want to visit the website, visit us at daveandlynch.com forward slash part 16. Oh, God, it pains me to say that, part 16. Yeah, daveandlynch.com forward slash part 16 for all of the all of the show notes, all of the links, and uh, we're going to put a... This particular photo of a young lady working at the Great Northern... Who then becomes a doctor. Then yes. becomes a doctor. So she's Louis the Bird or something, or Bird or something, or Birdie or something is her character in season two. She's just credited in this part as female doctor. So there's not even any suggestion that it's... That person. I just want to. I just want to believe that. I just want to believe that she, you know, like she, you know, made good. Yeah. Well, she worked worked at the the Great Northern. She's put her way through college. Putting herself through college while she was at the Great Northern. All of us did it. So Cooper's got the owl ring, the owl cave ring. He wants a seed. Yep. So now we finally we've got a name for this this gold pearl. Yes. um, Which was a gold pearl that we saw when when Dougie disintegrated in in the lodge. It's the seed, and we now we know what it's for. Mm. Yep. It's for making, it's for manufacturing duplicates. Tulpas, yeah. Yeah. Tulp, yeah. Um, They may not necessarily be tulpas. 
It's for manufacturing duplicates. Topper is Tammy's word. Um, duplicates is the Black Lodge word, so I guess you're right. So, or manufactured creations. Yeah, manufactured creations, I think, is for the word. Sure. Yeah. Why do we... I'm so dumb, I didn't even pick this up first go around. Why do we think Cooper even wants a duplicate? Um, isn't, is it, well, my first thought was he loves Janie and Sunny Jim, and when all this is over, he wants to make sure that someone goes back to be there. Husband and father. So I thought that too, but then he... Well, again, we'll talk about it later, but um, when he's saying his goodbyes to Janie E and Sonny Jim, he says, Dougie, no, I will be back and, be, and will be home for good. Mm. So I kind of thought, mm, maybe... I, I'd be really disappointed and upset if... Cooper's kind of lied to them. He's going Maybe to he's them. making the tulpa to continue working in the FBI on the Blue Rose Task Force, and he's going back to suburbia. Or maybe he needs another one of him for part of the plan to yeah, destroy. Yeah, well, so th- this is, yeah, this but is, there's a range of options. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for my my first reading, and I've seen the episode a couple of times already. My first reading was, oh, this is somehow part of the plan. Yeah. It never occurred to me that, of course, yeah. Why wouldn't you just make a backup of yourself so you can spend yeah. time with um, mm-hmm. Janie E and yeah. Sonny Jim? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, everyone's shocked and surprised yep. that, that Cooper has made such a, a quick, strong mm. recovery. Um, and he's just, you know, Cooper's just confident. He's asking for his... He's giving orders. He's asking Bushner for his clothes. He's can, telling Janie to go get I have the that car. gun that is under your shoulder holster under your left I know. Like, Snub-nose 38. Whoa, like, what? So the fact that he's been conscious while he's been trapped... Um, is, I think is, is delightful. Just been observing all of this, mm. having the emotional reaction to oh, Janie and exactly. Sunny Jim. Exactly, absolutely. And so through Dougie's comatose eyes, Cooper has known from the very start, yes. like, oh, he's carrying a piece and he yep. never pulls it out, but I can see the bulge. And, yep. yep, exactly. Um, and, you know, you, you hear those familiar strains of the Twin Peaks theme, which we hear every week in the opening credits, but we've actually not heard it at all. Not yeah. over the drama of That's the main right. episode. Exactly. That yes. was actually what got me to the point of tears. The yeah. Cooper back was excitement and just thrilled, but when that theme came back, um, like I said, within the, the action, music, yeah. it was just so. It was. It yeah. was. It completed my little journey, and yeah. I was stoked. And then, for me, and then just to give you that little uptick, I know you go. I know we're going to say. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the FBI are here to, exactly. here to, here to get you. I Mate, am I am the FBI. FBI. Oh, <laughs> show title. Um, yeah. And I, look, I, as, um, you know, Coop and tells Janie to move over because he's going to drive the car that was given to him. Mm. Um, <laughs> and Sonny Jim says, Dad can drive really good. But I thought it was hilarious. That he's, he Previously, he'd said to Janie as they are walking out of the hospital, Dad sure is talking a lot. I feel like saying, Sonny Jim, you are sure talking a lot. Yeah, exactly. What's Sonny going on? Sonny Jim has actually yeah. Sonny Jim together. came out of a yeah. camera as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, we've talked about whether Janie E and Sonny Jim were manufactured or are they real? Mm. Mm. Um, and we've all had various theories on that. What do you guys think now? Oh, boy. Do you think anything? Well, let's just, we can go, well, this is all about what the next scene is about, right? That Diane is manufactured. She admits that she's a tulpa. Uh, Why are you avoiding the question, I know. Phil? I got, that's two, there's We're two still things there. Janie and Sonny you Jim. Avoided the question. Yes. And two, you've also assumed that Diane's a tulpa. Uh, isn't she? She could be a doppel. You're still avoiding the question of Janie <laughs> and Sonny Jim. <laughs> Tammy, what do you think, Lucy? Listen, Tammy Preston said she's I, a tulpa and that's good enough I for me. Like this is, we've got, if not confirmation, I just, I feel even stronger in the view that Janie and Sonny Jim are totally legit. And they are... 
that Janie E met Dougie. Now maybe that meeting was was arranged by Bad Coop and Diane yeah. or something like that. But uh, the but the 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 love that they had and that they, they the fact that they got married and that they created Sunny Jim and Sunny Jim is half. Talker, half half manufactured, <laughs> fucker. Um, well, so he maybe ain't the chattiest guy around. They yeah, might right. explain some of the but weirdness, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's sort of like we. I guess everyone, everyone was right. He's he's not manufactured, but he's uh, the creation of a manufactured yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've they've got. This is the end of their story so far. I, I think, except for maybe a little Danny Moore point, but yeah. um, but they're they're real and they're going to live their life with. A Dougie of some sort. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement. Um, I, I feel kind of relieved that we weren't completely off base, at yeah. least with Sunny Jim. Um, but I, I feel that Janie is is real. And with the number of assassins that seem to be crowding around Las Vegas three episodes ago, the fact that they have got out of it alive, I'm I very, know. very happy. So they survived. There's no, there's Ike, no one left. They survived Ike the Spike. They yeah. survived Chantel and Hutch. Um, Duncan, Duncan Todd, Todd and Anthony Sinclair. Oh my and, god! Yeah, um, they've and there's other two nameless schmucks in the muscle car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Dougie, sort of. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, totally. Mm. But yeah, look, let's talk about Diane. I know you're dying to talk about Diane. I'm feeling like Diane is now the epicenter. Well, we were saying that Sarah Palmer was the epicenter of uh, of everything that's going on dramatically, thematically, metaphysically. I'm beginning to think that Diane and whatever she represents and everything that she does and uh, is involved with is now the epicenter of this stuff. Can I mm. ask? Yeah, I think that I think. Look, I think there are three, char- four characters that are the epicenter. Of the, I think you're right. Diane, Sarah Palmer, yep, um, Coop, yep. obviously, and a fourth who I just immediately have just forgotten, but it will come back to me in a second. Laura Palmer, Judy. That's it, Laura Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just say the same thing? Judy is Laura Palmer. Oh, well, God. that's the way. I, well, actually, I saw I sent something to the guys earlier this week about someone who had done some fancy sort of inverting of letters and things, and Judy became Lucy. So, mm. um, you know, look, who knows who Judy is? Oh, we'll, we'll find talk, out. Soon. We'll talk about that later. We are going to talk about Judy. But yeah. um, does any, so Diane receives a text which is basically smiley face, oh, God, I hate emoticons, mm. um, and all in caps. What do you guys think that means? So. I, I I've never I when I f- first saw the episode I I didn't know and I still don't know yeah. I, the, I but at the time I wondered if it just was the signal to like smiley faces kill and all means kill all of them like kill Gordon kill no, yeah. um Albert yeah. kill Tammy and yep. that was what I was going with yeah when I was re-watching it tonight, um, my fiance's made a couple of cameos in these podcasts. I keep yeah. saying she watches it hey, sort of with fresh eyes. Hi, Meg. Anyway, um, and when she was watching it tonight, she said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, of course, like, it's it, he's from the lodge and he writes backwards. So instead of all good being, you know, you might write all smiley face to mean all good. Yeah. Um, he's done done it backwards. And all good. That makes sense. Like, all I guess. good. So good all. Yeah, um, right. Smiley face all. Smiley face all. Um, my, yeah, I don't know. What was, uh, my, my take for what it's worth, my first, you know, thinking that they got, he got three lots of coordinates, two of them were the same, but one was not, and A-L-L, so two of the letters were the same, but one of them was not the same. There was Ooh, that. You were such a math teacher. Oh, I'm such a math teacher. Right. 
A-L, sorry. A-L-L. So, double L, yeah. and two sets of coordinates. So two coordinates were the same, but oh. one of them was the same. A being the one that wasn't. So it was right. revealing, like, hello, I got you. But I, I, That's deep. But on the second watching, I think it was just um, because Diane's memory has been sketchy. In fact, all of their memories have been sketchy. Uh, we talked about um, episodes ago where Gordon Cole and... Uh, Albert word. Yeah, last part. Oh, exactly. I think oh, I think I re- I'm beginning to remember. I just something. yes, I, I, ha- I hadn't just, remembered that. I hadn't remembered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, which is a weird turn of phrase. I know. Um, it was like this, he basically said, "All, just remember all of it. Just your memory. I'll I'll let you. Do, I'll give you permission to have all of your memory back. Yeah, and whatever right. that whatever that mnemonic was or whatever, it was all because it all came flooding back to her. She do remembered. Do you know it. that actually makes the most sense to me because one of the things I've had been having trouble reconciling is if Diane is a tulpa, mm. um, she sort of goes between being the Diane that we would expect yep. and this Diane who is not Diane. Yep. Um, you know, you get this sense of fear and then you get this sense of foreboding mm. and you get this sense of just steely determination to do a job. Mm. Um, that's the only explanation I can think of. I think he's you know, basically just, he's just hitting all, and uh, now all memories come back and boom, and now she's been completely flooded by every single memory, including the, uh, the tragedy of the last time uh, that uh, they were together, uh, where she had, we now confirms what we had suspected for a while, that there yeah. was a sexual assault and a rape. Um, that no knock, no doorbell uh, that he came in unannounced and yeah. completely transgressed any boundaries that they had previously established. But it seems to be fleeting. It's almost like she has that permission to be Diane or to revert to into Diane's body consciousness yeah. or whatever yeah. for a fleeting moment because then just as soon as it, just as quickly as it happens, she then goes back to being back on court, back on track for yeah. what she's destined yeah. to do. That's right. Yeah. So she was manufactured for a purpose or for a number of purposes uh, yeah. all to meet his ends. And even though we didn't see spend much time with Dougie, we get the feeling that Dougie just sort of bumbled along in his in his own way, whereas Diane Diane has been manufactured in a way that she was that she's got some level of knowledge that she's not that she is the blue rose. Yep. Um mm. and I felt like it just total. I mean, I should say, like, when she disappeared, I freaked out. Mm. And the fact that she was manufactured, I did not see that coming from miles away. I was like, holy shit, that well, has Well, you're right, because we've six. talked about her being a double agent and yeah. all who's agent, you know, was she an agent of her bad agenda? Coop, or yeah. was she going to her yeah. own agenda? We sort of really hadn't. And some people had talked about Diane being a doppelganger, mm. um, but obviously doppelgangers and tulpas are very different. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, yeah. So they a doppelganger are. is who you meet in the Black Lodge who is starts off evil, and yep. as we saw with the Coops, if you if you, the wrong thing happens, the doppelganger can uh, can escape. And yep. there, there can only be room for one or the other yes, right. in this world. But then you can just create seeds and so just create... you can manifest. A lodge you spirit or using those lodge powers, you can manif- manufacture something to or do what you need right. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any theories about what happened to the original Diane? Yes, so we have theories. Okay, let's go. So my... I mean, the fact that she says... She was, ta- oh, after he raped me, he took me to an old gas station. Yep. So that's the convenience yep. store. Yep. And from when we last saw the convenience store, we know that it's sort of a hotel um, or that, that it's... A, it's, it's there, is a that, element. there is a motel element. Yes. Well, it's, yep. it's the Dutchman's, basically. Yeah, the yep. Dutchman's. Yep. 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 So 
Diane could be she's could trapped. be dead, yep. or she could be trapped at the Dutchman's, yep. or somewhere. She could like be the bosomy woman. Stay away from me. <laughs> um, so I think I think we'll find out next week. Like she yeah. she could she could be dead. Oh, she God, could I be hope trapped. Not. I hope she not. could be there. Could be the physical manifestation of her in someone yeah. else, yeah. such as Nido. But you know, Cole is very conscious that there is something about to take place. Um, we didn't talk. There was a we had a fleeting moment of Cole sort of early on in the part where he's just surrounded by all this machinery in this makeshift FBI command centre in yeah. the Fair Hotel. He doesn't say anything, but Cole says very little this episode. Yeah, um, but he knows. But you, you, can, yeah. you know that he's a lot. There's something yeah. as a fault. He's processing I he was going to get killed because he looked like he just knew what his fate was and yeah. was accepting yeah. it. Yeah, and as, as Diane sort of, you know, once Diane... Let, actually, let's stop for a second. I, we talk about um, we talked about Diane Tar- sending the coordinates, and she says, "I hope this works." Mm. Why do you think she says, "I hope this works"? It could go one of two ways, and we're not going to find out until the the finale. Uh, it could be that in that moment of lucidity, where she was herself and where she was horrified at everything she was remembering, yep. she sent something through that is not the court like that she wants him to go to the sheriff station for a very specific reason um and she's sending him there as a way that uh, as some way to to progress the good agenda mm. rather than just his and that's her saying i hope this works mm-hmm. or i could just be no no no, no, there, no. And she's sending him in the right to- place and i hope this works is as is, is said as the the um Offsider of Baku. No, no, no. I think, I think her good tendencies are in play, mm. and she says, "I hope this works." I believe she's sending him to the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Office. My own theory is that the uh, the precognition that we have seen so far, where Andy is showing Lucy something in the Sheriff's Office, I agree one hundred percent with whoever brought it up last time that. She Lucy has to choose between uh, yes. which I is think, the coops is the right coop. I think a couple of us said it. And I want to see Andy pull the gun and shoot the the, <laughs> <laughs> the bad one. Yeah. The, the the way he did all those years ago. Our unlikely hero. Oh, yeah. Old key Sheriff Truman. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. In um, I want to say it was the was it like the season finale of season one maybe or no, wasn't it? It was midway it was through. In season it was, two, I think I he think. killed. Didn't he kill John Renault? One of the Renaults. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. And he was just cool, calm and collected. He just, he just blam. Yeah. Nailed him. Um, yeah, but that's just my just that's um, my fantasy. One great little observation, uh, again, thanks to uh, some of the people at Reddit, is um, uh, someone has suggested that the real Diane is, is in prison in the Black Lodge, but they've said maybe the, the Mauve zone. Yep. Because you know how she's got different coloured fingers? Yes, yes, yeah. Fingernails are polish. Uh, her, when all those episodes go, go when Cole identified the spiritual finger, it's era, very good to mm. see yep. your old yep. friend. Her spiritual finger is painted mauve. Yes. I've heard other things like Nido. Yeah, because yeah. she says before she wishes off that I'm in the sheriff's yeah. office. And, that's and of course that's where Nido is. And Nido um, is Diane Zero. Yeah. Well, Nido, I'm sure if you pronounce it phonetically, yeah. Nido, yeah. if you go backwards, it's Dayun. Ah. Can you imagine yeah. if you say that yeah. backwards, it might be Dayun. Um, someone also has uh, posited on the internet that Candy is the same is the same letters as Diane C, as mm. in Diane Cooper. Oh, 
Yeah, get the feeling people that, are kind of clutching that at that one's, straws. That one's a bit more. Yeah, look, I love reading this stuff, but it, I do, as I said before, it can sometimes take away from the joy of just. The, the, hilarious, thi- the hilarious thing is, like, we're deep in the weeds. Like, we're deep in this uh, Umberto Eco uh, territory where if we just name every single conspiracy that we can think of, <laughs> one, of one of them will be right. right. And, so and as someone who uh, I've gone through and uh, edited some of our previous uh, podcast episodes in the last couple of weeks just to tidy them up and make them all ship shape, you can visit all our episodes at daveandlynch.com. If you've missed any of them and if you've like caught us in on the tail end of it, just go back and check out our crazy theories. Many of them are wrong, and yet <laughs> many of them every oh, now and again, I, even a broken clock I'm is right totally twice a day. I'm put it out there. A lot of my, most of my theories are wrong, and I have some absolute clangor bimbo moments that are definitely worth listening no, to. No, but all well, of us... Your theory that they were not in Las Vegas... That was not one of them. No, that was not one of them. That was just a but misconception. We've talked theory. about... Is Audrey still in a coma? We've talked about who is the dreamer and who's dreaming. We've talked about some of these things. And so we've talked about Diane in the real world. Once you get shot... Can I, can I just say, yeah, the, the moment that she disappeared... I know I said it before, but I, I, that, like the way that she winked out of his... Yeah, yeah, like right. That, that just... My, my jaw hit the floor again yeah. for the second time in as many weeks. It's just the... Who would have thought that that's how that... That character was going to play out. And yeah, totally. Yeah. Shot in the Black Lodge. I know. Oh, it, that was so effective on so many levels. I mean, there was characteristic. You know, the one armed man says, "You've been someone manufactured." She's like, "I oh, know. Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then she cracks her jaw, which I, you know, originally freaky. it was freaky mm. as a jaw cracker. It is freaky, um, and then it. Then her face just rips apart. Yeah, and, the, mm. her, and the her chest sort of vibrates exactly, back and forth. Exactly, exactly. And the sounds throughout that entirety. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched it with headphones this really afternoon. And it was, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's great. A crackle of electricity and a blue light, and very much the way that you know when Doug, the Dougie Tolper disintegrated and just left a seed. Um, it's almost identical yeah, to that yeah. scene, you know, right down to the one-armed man sort of putting his arm, his one arm up to mm. shield his eyes yep. from the blue light that emanates as his body disintegrates into nothing <laughs> the, else. The one thing you reminded me of, though, like even though the final bit is the same where you get the seed, but the way that she went was was different to, to yeah. Dougie. And it reminded yeah. me of that scene in The Lost Boys where it was like, when a vampire goes, it's not a pretty sight. Some of them explode, some, some of them, them implode. implode. <laughs> they all try and take them with you. They always go differently. See, I sort of, actually, if I take that further, I almost thought this Tulpa disappearing with all that blue light and the cracking electricity was like when one of the vampires died and Corey Feldman's character says, death by stereo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They all they all go different and death by stereo. It's definitely. It's <laughs> my favourite. Oh, good. Before we move on to, uh, we, before we leave Diane, the only thing, I, I, extra point I wanted to make was, you know, sexual assault against women has been a recurring theme in this for, for 25, 27 years. Mm. Um, and I, or longer even, yeah. Well, from the very beginning. Well, 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 yes. But in the Twin Peaks. Oh, yes, first, yes. Um, you know, Laura Palmer clearly was a, was a victim. You know, Renat Pulaski, um, Diane. There's a whole series of characters who have, you know, Chantel, I'm not Chantel, um, Daria died in terrible circumstances. Mm. Yep, Teresa Banks. Teresa Banks. So, you know, it's, I'm kind of, don't know how I feel about it. Obviously, it's the, it's the whole reason for, for this telling of this story and it points to a, a, a sickness or um, some sort of sickness or evil, but it's it's really disturbing yeah. just mm. the, the extent to which sexual assault is 
such a prevalent theme in this show. Yeah, it's it's funny. It, it gets a lot of uh, traction these days when people are on the lookout for it and it's it can be called out in a, a lot of shows and I think that um, it's probably more consistent with character that it's happening here mm. in, the, in that Bob, the character of Bob, had that track yeah. record with, yeah. with Laura Palmer. But it doesn't make it any easier to... Even when these in both instances uh, in this episode it's described without being depicted, but you're still just like, oh, God. Like yeah, it's yeah. Just, yes. yeah. It punches you in the gut. Yeah, I time. certainly don't think that it's... Well, I don't think it's gratuitous. That's good. good way of saying it, um, yeah. yes. But it is still we, very disturbing. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, totally. there's lots of ways that uh, if you're going to be prurient about it, you could have had a flashback scene or you could have sure. like dwelled on it yeah. or spent 12 minutes doing it. Uh, it was, it was a description harrowing as it was. I, as I, even as I was making the notes, I found it hard to write, um, write down. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you can and suffering, that's, yeah, yeah, well that's, that's the stock and trade, right? So yeah. 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 Mm. I guess so. Sobering anyway. Mm. Um, but on to happier things or, or sad things, actually bittersweet things. Um, Coop obviously says goodbye to Janie and Sunny Jim. They're going off to Spokane. Um, and the Mitchums are just very excited about this adventure that they're about <laughs> yeah, to embark right. on. Yeah. So um, I just can't wait to see them in the waiting room of the Sheriff's Department not knowing what to make of any of it. <laughs> Jim Belushi has been like a character in The Wizard of Oz ever since the cherry pie. <laughs> just dancing down if the yellow road. If I only had a brain. <laughs> but, but also, he's just had these moments of absolute clarity. Like, you know, he, in the hospital, he looks at Dougie and says, all things considered, he looks good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, Brad, Rod, um, Bradley says, Tucky's talking with a lot of assurance. And Rodney says, maybe it's the coma. And there's this moment where Bradley goes, Side effects. Side effects. <laughs> yeah. Like he's such an authority. I just love it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Dale Cooper? One of the first thing he does is bring an underage child into the, the I know. slot machine. I, totally, I mean, I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Really? That's the only place you could have gone? Exactly. Everyone knows it's like pubs where you've got the sign like, and you can take him to the bistro, but you can't see oh. that exactly. line. I, 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 look, I thought it was it's really weird. I look at the, the only person at this table uh, who has kids... I don't care. Like, like you, you can't control them. Like, they'll be going around, running around. Like, like to if be I, fair, they did crouch down. Yeah, like, but if I, if I let my kids loose in a place like that, they'd be all over the place. They'd be they they would be missing jackpots. They'd be pulling the slots and picking up loose coins. There were some moments of real tenderness in this scene, which was yeah. which were, was mm. really lovely to see. And you know, I think Naomi Watts has done a fantastic job with character of Janie E. But that just that moment where she just says, "Don't go." Yeah. Um, and then and she real and that moment where she realizes finally that. This man that she's been with for the last few days is not her husband, or not the man that she married. Um, she knows and she loves him anyway, anyway. Like and she doesn't care. On so yeah, many doesn't levels, care. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, she ca- she cares well, deeply. She loves it. She thinks she it's loves upgrade. it because yeah. exactly. Ducky two point oh is she's uh, moved to first class. Yeah, and and likewise, Cooper's going through this feeling of having grown so close to them and is assuring Sonny Jim that he's his father. Mm. Yeah, the thing that doesn't strike me as being so plausible about it is that really this has all happened over the course of a handful of days. Mm. Um, and I know people say, oh, you love at first sight and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, just kind of, I don't know. I, I, maybe I can just suspend my belief for a moment and, and 
you know, on one hand, I really loved it, and then when I sort of actually think about it, it's like, well, this has all happened in over a few well, days. Well, I've been really in love with Annie over the course of four days, first time round. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, I like I, after twenty five years, like yeah, that's right. I'd I'd be hanging for some uh, humans. You, you, guys, you guys are a lot more forgiving than uh, I am. Well, no, well, I think I look. I'm with Steve. Um, this is not out of character for Cooper. That is true. If this was out of character for Cooper, then we would say like, oh, this is bonkers. He's ne- he's never done this before. Number one, he has done it before. Number two, he is this beautiful Tibetan soul yeah. uh, uh, who's willing to love everybody for who they are and what they are and do the right thing. And, look, he's already, in his mind, he's already spent time with the family. The boy, rightly or wrongly, identifies as him as the father. Yeah. The mum probably has more information. Uh, Janie E probably has more information and realises this is not actually uh, who she married and who she signed up for. But she loves this guy even better. So, like, he, he's... Anxious not to disappoint, and I think that's where he's like he's making the seed. He wants to produce a double or a tulpa or whatever. Also, oh, now you think that the double is to be the tulpa is to be produced for for Janie E and Sunny Jim. Yeah, I, um, he's on board. You've got board. him on board. Wow, it's taken about forty five minutes, but you're on board. <laughs> what did I think? I thought it was something for. You thought it was part of the plan. You thought it was part of the fight. I said, sorry, I said that was my initial reading. It was only second uh, second time around. I realised okay. that's what was going on. Yeah, um, but you're right. It's it's all. It, it demonstrates the childlike acceptance that mm. is inherent in Dale Cooper, and I think nothing underlines that more than the next scene where he's in the car with yeah. the Mitchell brothers. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember as I was watching that the first time, and they say, "Oh, we aren't welcome with law enforcement types." And my brain thought, "Oh, I know where this is going." He's going to say, "I totally understand," because I think his first words out of his Mouth something like that, and I thought he was going to say, "I understand. He does, you guys yeah. stay here. In the I'll car. take the car. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the plane, but I won't put you through that." Yep. But instead, he says, "That that's ends here. Yeah. yeah, that's mm. about to change. You have hearts of gold, and from now on, like you are buddies. You're part of the gang." And I was like. That is Dale Cooper to That totally is yeah. Dale Cooper. Yeah. What I thought was also notable about that scene was that Candy also finally came out of her coma. Yeah. Yes. She, yeah. You know, she cracks this massive smile upon you know hearing that these guys have got hearts of gold. She says, they do. They yeah, really yeah. Do. And then he cheeses his coffee. I know. <laughs> yeah, with Bloody Mary. Um, I love that. The the tulpas literally have hearts of gold. Their seed oh. inside them is actually literally a heart of gold. So yeah. I don't know if these suggesting that they have a heart, literally a heart of gold, but yeah. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Just an observation. Well, well observed. Time to go where, Phil? Well, we make our Take way to the there. we make our way to the Bang Bang Bar. This is a small undiscovered artist. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some more of his work. Uh, his name is Edward Lewis Severson the Third. Um, yeah, I think he's he's got an incredible Pacific Northwestern sound. I think mm. you know his distinctive vocal uh, stylings. I think it's fantastic. He's, he looks sort of a little bit uh, scuffy or. or, or, or He's a bit grungy. Uh, grungy. Grungy, grungy, grungy is the word I'm thinking of, yeah. 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 I think this kid's got potential. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's on the up and up. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Thank God. Well, we were all speculating, where <laughs> what's Eddie Vedder going to do? People well, were saying he's going to be Philip Jeffries. I were, you dis- were you disappointed that he was in a musical role, not a performance, well, an acting role? No, not yeah. particularly. 
I mean, as soon as we saw the nine inch nails, I thought, oh, well, it makes sense that he'll be. Yeah. Look, it's kind of interesting with the the nine inch nails that half of the band were sort of in the original cast list, the published cast list, and half the band weren't. And who knows why that was the case. Um, And when you see. When you see well-known singers, because not all the singers have received were in the published cast list. So the Chromatics, for example, oh, right. weren't, and the Cactus Flowers weren't. Mm. They're credited at the end of each episode, yes. but they're not. They weren't in that cast list that was published a few months ago. Yeah. Um, but were were any of them except for so, Trent Reznor and Eddie Vedder? Uh, and I think a couple of other band members from the Nine Inch Nail. From so I'm now I'm calling them the, the Nine, Nine Inch Nail. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, from Nine Inch Nail. Atticus, but, what's um, his name? Atticus Ross wasn't. Was not credited. Was not okay. Credited. Right. Um, so, and I think Sharon Van Etten is credited. She hasn't appeared yet, so that might be a clue uh, mm-hmm. um, as to what role she may play. But uh, look, I'm not. I'm not overly disappointed. You know, because I, I, I and because I really love this song. Yeah, it was a great song. Good yeah, song. Yeah. Out of Sand. It's just. Fabulous. And, you know, some of the lyrics, we've sort of talked in various parts about whether the lyrics really, you know, tie up to that what's happening yeah, in that part or they not. Did they, mm. they sure did tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, tried, I've tried not to read too much into that, but the more, we'll get on to this in a minute, but the more you realise what a crucible and a, and a laboratory the roadhouse really is, now that we know what we know what we know, um, how much of this is symbolic and how much of this mm. means more than mm. what it really means. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm going to go, have to go back and watch all of the Bang Bang bar scenes and revisit a lot of that stuff. Having said that... By the it, soundtrack too. Oh, yes, by the soundtrack. You can, visit, you can see the link to the soundtrack at davidlynch.com. Um, or you could also get to it through uh, searchforthezone.com. I don't do that. Visit our website. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Dave Do you know how Google algorithms work don't, now? Oh, don't you know, well, don't you know I just, how... I just wanted to get search for the zone in there one oh, last time. Don't you know how Amazon affiliates work? Go <laughs> oh. um, no, to our website. Yes, uh, daveandlynch.com forward slash part 16 for all of the links of everything that we talked about here tonight. The best thing I can say is that Eddie Vedder still is not making any more sense lyrically than he did when I first heard him in the Pearl Jams. Um, <laughs> I thought the name of the song was Out of Sin. He's saying, like, he's out of oh, sin. You, oh, he's out oh, of oh, sin. You're not saying that his lyrics make no sense. It's, you're saying his diction. Yes, I can't understand what he's saying. Yes, I can't understand what he's saying. Uh, no, I'm sure the lyrics are fantastic, but... The lyrics are great. It's all just... You are good. showing your age. Mm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's all noise. It's just all noise. No, no, but no. I was like that. In the 90s, I was like that. I couldn't understand a goddamn thing he said. To so, be fair, yes. you sound like Charlie, um, <laughs> who walks into the uh, who walks into the Bang Bang with Audrey. So finally, Audrey forgot her coat. I, uh, after all that. Maybe she checked it at the door. <laughs> Maybe she did. That's, mm. that's mm. very practical and sensible of you. It's um, So she finally manages to leave the house. Two martinis. Charlie please. survived yep. the strangling incident <laughs> from last part. <laughs> um, they have two martinis. Charlie, I don't know whether because he's a good guy or what, whatever he's, you know, whatever is behind his toast, the two of them. Audrey <laughs> clearly has returned to bitch status mm. and uh, toast Billy. And then it's all a bit awkward for a bit. Eddie better finishes singing and the MC announces something which is totally weird. And unheard of, and mm. it's um, Audrey Stans. Which was the moment that I knew. That was the moment that I knew she's. This is this, this is not real. Um, and what an effective way of doing it! It was. It hit the nostalgia yes. side, mm. like all those bits that 
everyone, including me, several episodes uh, episodes ago were going, what the fuck is this Audrey Horn? Like, we've waited for so long and this is what we get. Mm. And this that he knew what he was doing along. Of yep. course he did. And, and we've got to this moment where... He says Audrey's Dance, which was the the, the actual name of the song it on was. the Twin Peaks yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that everyone cleared Clear. that dance oh. floor, it was so like like I said, it it, it hit the nostalgia side. Um, it it tipped the hat to time passing. Um, I thought Sherilyn Fenn was incredible the way she did it because she's a fifty three year old woman. Um, uh, and I think she was quoted in the lead up to this show saying, I'm looking forward to showing them what a 53-year-old woman really looks like. Mm. Um, yeah. And I thought it was just like that yeah. sensuality that the young Audrey had. You're like, okay, well, a lot of time passes and you are now a, a middle-aged woman who still has this amazing uh, ethereality yeah. to the way that you react to this song. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, of and, course, the character of Audrey is... 43 in this, right? Because she's 18 in season yes. one. Yes. So... We're 25 years later. Yeah, so the, uh, Sherilyn Fenn is... Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yes, but the actual character yeah. of Audrey is 43. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, and look, you know, I think it's it's right. There's that there's that beautiful moment where the crowd clears. She's not quite sure quite what to do and then the finger snap, snap start and yeah. she just... It all seems to make sense. Mm. And when she's out dancing, you know, at times... Look, I, I didn't buy it all. You know, there were times where I thought it was pretty oh, clunky and a bit wow. awkward. But then there were these moments where you just got that sense of who Audrey was 25 years ago. There is one moment... I wish I had uh, got the timestamp, the time code for it. She smiles... Because mostly she's there and it, it, she's quite quite serious and, and it's very uh, dramatic and uh, they're waving the arms around. And then she just loses herself in the music and she yeah. kind of just gives a little bit of a smile and it then went, boom! She does. Oh, yeah, there we go. Right. There's Audrey. She's back again. So, yeah, there's definitely that going on. Yeah, um, because it, it was both the, the serious look was what she had in episode three of season one when she did Audrey's dance first time round. Yeah. And but, that was so so iconic. Um, and I just, I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I bought every single second of yep. it. And, yeah, yeah, And uh, And on top of that, the way that we had the crowd swaying in that inhuman way, yeah. I just knew that it was, it was going somewhere where, crazy. Where, where have we seen this in other films? I was struggling. I felt it felt familiar, yeah. that device of like, now we'll just expose how we... The only thing I could think of was, um, I want to say Vanilla Sky, where some... Yeah. Well, I want to say where Tom Cruise, yeah. he's in Times oh. Square, but there's no one in Times yes. Square. Yeah. Okay. That sort of weird feeling of like, I'm in a familiar location, this should, this should be packed to the rafters. Oh, everyone's decided to just disappear. Yeah. And then he just realised, oh, this can't be a real thing. Like he's... Uh, sorry, spoilers. Uh, he's in a dream or he's in an mm. alternate reality or he's in mm. something, yeah, you know, whatever. Absolutely. So. But I don't know, there, there must be other... I'm sure there are. And if, if Dave were literally here with us, he would probably be able to realise... He would, encyclopedically, he would just list them <laughs> because off. Because he's freaky that way. Mm, um, freaky diggy. But, you know, one, you know, Audrey finally gets into the swing of things and she's, in, you know, she's, she's, in, she's trance-like and entrancing to watch and is interrupted by a man screaming out the name of yet another unknown, unseen character, Monique. Monique! Monique! Um, and clearly the roadhouse is a den of people just cheating on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why she needs to go to find Billy. Because you think like, oh, if you're going to find a cheating asshole. Uh, that's, that's, where you are. that's where you want to go. When I, when, 
when he ran out just before he punched the guy, did you guys interpret what he was saying as Barney? Did you hear him say the word Barney? Because I know the caption said Monique and it might be a different part, but when I, when I heard it the first time and then when I watched it again tonight, I was sure that at some stage he shouted Barney like to the guy that he ended up punching. I didn't did you, hear you didn't that. Catch that. No, no, but that doesn't mean it did. I know I, I, I watched it with and without subtitles. I watched it with and without headphones. I'm clearly too deep into this stuff. Uh, the um, including that I, I thought that the guy who got hit with the bottle might have been the bleeding from the mouth guy okay. in the oh, cells. Hmm. Uh, it's played by a different actor. So okay. Richard yeah, uh, Richard Boucher is quote man hit with, with bottle. bottle. Yes, uh, and true. it's and Jay Asang is in Vancouver's drunk. So. so with the Barney thing. Um, so I had independently thought it was shouting out Barney. Mm. Then when I um, was doing my little internet troll, I saw someone else on the internet uh, who thought it was Barney, um, a Reddit user by the name of Wayne DPJ, uh, and this user thought it was Barney as well, but also recognised that the caption say Monique. Mm. Um, if it did happen to be Barney, and so listeners, if you're re-watching and you, and you hear Barney... Um, Barney is not a name that has never been said before in this show. Is it a way of saying that it has been said before? It has been said before. <laughs> in episode one, Marjorie, when she's talking to the Buckhorn police, when she's doing that, oh, uh, his his brother is away, and you know when she was talking yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, right. It's Minnesota Marjorie, so I like yeah, to call Minnesota it. Marjorie. Yeah, right. She said, Barney's usually here. Oh, I just remembered Barney's not here. He's a funny one, that Barney. He's in the hospital. Not the regular hospital. Well, to me, that just sounded like the nut house. And where is it that Audrey could possibly? Oh, be? oh man! Wow. Well, this is not even the first time that people in the Bang Bang Bar in the Roadhouse have talked about the nut house. No. In, in part fourteen, right. we've got uh, two girls are talking about the nut house, yeah. and they say, "Have you seen Billy? I heard you were the last person to see Billy." And the girls, Tina's daughter, and who's Tina's oh, brother, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. They're literally talking about the nut house. Yes, mm. you're absolutely right. And then even going back further, um, you've got all this other weird nutty behaviour. You've got people coming off drugs, on drugs, talking about seeing zebras and penguins and all that sort of stuff. Someone Which with a rash. Which we previously attributed to the, you know, the impact of people being on Sparkle. Mm. Um, which may or may not be the case. But to play out this sort of concept of the nut house and, you know, is this Barney the same Barney mentioned in part one? Yep. We've also talked about the relationship between Charlie and Audrey and we've sort of gone between, you know, her husband, is it a shrink, yeah. mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, like if it is, if T is her shrink and, you know, Audrey is mm. in a nut house. The roadhouse is the nut house. Yeah. Um, mm. Or just in a nut house. Um, that would not be implausible or inconsistent. Yeah. Someone else has, uh, has hypothesised that maybe... She's somehow her spirit is trapped within the roadhouse, um, and yeah. she's been picking up in the same way that when any of us is uh, are dreaming mm. and we hear a sound, we hear your alarm go off, something you incorporate it into yes. a dream. Yep, yep. That she's been hearing. Um, the, it's no coincidence that we see her talking to Charlie, and then we hear someone speaking of Billy. The Audrey has heard that through her subconscious. Yep. And has incorporated that into her hallucination. So she's trapped in a doorknob in the she's roadhouse. She's trapped in a doorknob <laughs> in the roadhouse, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, what, what we do know is that uh, this scene with um, 
the guy who bottle the bottle guy absolutely scares the shit out of Audrey and she runs back to Charlie mm. who clearly some sort of flight to safety or something she knows yeah. and she says get me out of here and then we flash to a very different looking Audrey yeah um, with brown hair and long brown hair and no makeup or very little makeup and she's looking yeah, into tied Mary. back and yep. she's, Mary, she's dressed in white dressed in white kind of look like a hospital gown yep. yeah. yeah and you don't see and very much of it so you pro- I'm you know you probably pro- everyone's projecting but and the all rumor right around, around her yeah. yeah it was a really effective quick little cut like we yeah. didn't have too much time to dwell on it yeah and there's a crackle of electricity and she says and because she's looking to the mirror you can only presume she's saying it to herself she says what 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 yeah um yeah. Look, I can imagine what the ending of Cooper and Bad Cooper is going to be. Like, I could probably imagine how that showdown is going to play out. This is the most intriguing mystery of mm. the entire series for me. Like, for me, if this thing doesn't get answered, I'm going to be so pissed off. Like, <laughs> yeah. look, dude, I can get it. Like, good Cooper and Bad Cooper are going to fight it out. Maybe they'll have an arm wrestle. Maybe they'll have a one-punch fight, whatever. Cause, you know, like, dude, I can figure that out. I've got no idea. I literally got no idea, and we're literally two hours away from the finale, and we're One never, motion never, picture away. <laughs> we are never going to see these characters again. If this shit is not resolved, I'm going to fucking go crazy. <laughs> I, um, I think I think Lynch will satisfy you. You may not yeah. be satisfied with how he resolves the story, yes. but I think you'll be satisfied in that you'll know what happened. Yeah. I'm not even confident of that anymore. <laughs> I, 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 I am actually. Also, um, there are, it's it's possible that there is a hint on where she is from the end credits, though, because the end credits involves that band playing Audrey's dance backwards. Yes, yes so, that's uh, true. But you add that to the hum of electricity when she when she snapped out of it, mm. um, and those are two signs that point towards. Hers having a connection to the lodge somehow yep. at this stage. Yep. Who knows? We'll find out in only a few days. Oh, it's killing me. Um, listen, I've got to say uh, thanks to everyone who has made this uh, podcast an incredible experience for us. We are really, really fortunate, and I wish Dave was here right now. We're really, really fortunate to get together every week and talk about stuff that we really, really love, and we're so grateful to be able to share it with all of you guys as well. Yeah, uh, thousands of downloads. Uh, many, many uh, theories and uh, contact with people from the internet. We've got uh, regular friends and... All over uh, the world, actually. Yes, well, all over the place. We're big in Norway, apparently. Um, So thank you all very much. If you like the show, honestly, uh, convince your friends to watch it. And if they want a companion podcast, of course, you know, visit us at daveandlinch.com. See you later. See you for the finale, mofos. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Damn Fine Commentary with Dave and Lynch. For the complete list of show notes and all the links, visit our website, daveandlynch.com. And if you like the show, there's two things you can do to really help us out. First, tell all your friends. And second, take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. It makes a huge difference and helps other people find us. Look, did we miss anything? Do you have a comment, a question or a suggestion? Drop us a line at daveandlynch at gmail.com or you can follow us on your social media of choice. We're at twitter.com slash daveandlynch, facebook.com slash daveandlynch, instagram.com slash daveandlynch. <laughs> yep, yeah, you get the picture. We're everywhere. Thanks for listening. <laughs>